They say winning ain't everything. Well, we don't have them tight conversations over here, man. Had that conversation with the losers. We trying to win at everything we do. Even in the loss, we don't see defeat. We see a lesson learned. Straight up. Look, I came into this world in 1978 The doc looked me in my face and knew I was something great 45-42 Prescott, that's where I'm from Grew up in the slums around dope dealers and bums As humble as I was, I adapted to my habitat In my own lane, no, far from where they crashing at Dumb bar graduate, the game out of mastered it Served in the Navy, look, y'all don't know the half of it Pops passing no one, moms passed last year I know they up in heaven smiling down, crying mad tears Cause they son making it, no telling where I'm taking it My city been cursed, but I feel that I'm breaking it Coach that went high in 15 in one state Seen the fork in the road and went straight I know what I'm worth, I'm OG King Kirk, Brooklyn Nets gaming crew legend, let's work. Hey, this is OG King Kirk, your host of the OG Two Cents Podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you who continue to tune in each and every week. We truly appreciate it. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Uh, you can also subscribe to our every major streaming platform. Uh, give us uh, a sub on YouTube as well. Uh, like, share, you know, that helps us out. Uh, so uh, just uh, make sure you just tune in at the OG Two Cents podcast on all major platforms. Um, let's continue to stand up against any forms of social injustice and racism. And this episode is brought to you by Zenny Blocks. Make sure to armor your eyes with Zenni Blocks Virtually Clear Blue Blockers. It's important to protect your eyes from the harmful blue light from your digital screen so you have less eye strain, and that makes for better sleep and performance. Check them out at Zenni.com and Zenni.com slash gaming or follow them at Zenni Gaming on Twitter and Instagram. This episode... Episode 85, The Mallon Mindset with Pete B. Ballin. Pete, Peter Mallon, known as Pete B. Ballin, was selected with the fifth overall pick in the 2019 NBA 2K League draft by Mavs Gaming. Uh, Pete B. Ballin would go on to play 2K professionally for three years. He was named to the 2019 All-Rookie Team and played two full seasons for Dallas, developing a reputation for winning and his two-way play. Despite averaging a double-double and nearly three blocks in his sophomore season, he was traded to Hornets Venom GT. And what was his final year, which was ultimately his final year as a pro? Pete again averaged a double-double and helped lead Charlotte to his most successful season. Over the course of his career, he accumulated a 41 and 19 record, regular season record, and never missed the playoffs. Pete is a Long Island native, and before he got drafted into the league, he was attending the University of Albany, where he studied business marketing. Uh, he played basketball throughout high school. Uh, PB Ballin is one of um, the more solid, uh, respectable uh, players in the 2K Pro Am community. Uh, like he's mentioned, he's, he's retired, but uh, definitely always great uh, to be around. So I enjoyed the time that I got a chance to meet him in the league and 
I couldn't wait to get him on the podcast. So without further ado, Pete, how you doing today, man? I'm good, Kurt. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's uh, I mean, this has been a, a, in the making. Like, I, I try to uh, get with you uh, upon you making your announcement uh, for retirement. Uh, but things didn't go through. You've been busy doing a lot of things uh, since you've been away from the sticks. Uh, so just talk to us uh, about what's been going on with, with Pete. So I retired officially in the end of October, but it's been about 10 months since I stopped playing 2K, since that was end of August, where we got back from Dallas for the playoffs. Now you guys knocked us out. And then... I ended up going back to school in January. I go to school in Albany, upstate New York. And this spring semester is my first semester back. And I still have two to three more semesters after this. So I'm not done with school. And since the summer broke out in end of or mid-May, I've been traveling around the country. I was in Florida, New Orleans, South Carolina, Atlanta, North Carolina. So just having more availability now, I've been really enjoying my time traveling. and just not really on a leash, kind of doing my own thing, which I really enjoy doing. Okay. Now, you know, you um, have a rather unique story. I mean, because you, you, um, when you came on the scene in Pro-Am, uh, you actually uh, had a phase, man, where y'all created a dynasty, uh, so to speak, uh, with self-talk. Mm -hmm. um, just talk about um, how did you guys meet and what do you, what do you think made y'all such a great team during that era? I met Alex and Freddie exposed and get on my level first. We met in the in Park three v three, and then Geo came on as a replacement for Jay Gilbert, who we picked up originally to play Lockdown. So he came on after we played Throwdown and met him through a couple other tournaments. And then Doug's was also, I don't know if you remember this, there was the Hoosier 5 tournament in 2K17, maybe the end of that. And I remember someone suggested Doug's, they're like, oh, he's this brain dead slasher, just runs at the rim and dunks. And I was like, hmm, we, should, we, we can use one of those guys on our team. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't? Um, so then we brought him onto our, our final roster for 2K18. And we didn't really know what to expect. We weren't good at the time i mean we were known we'd never name for ourselves the reason i think we turned successful is because we i don't know how much this plays a part but we're all around the same age and we were all at the point where no one felt that they were better than each other we all kind of were in the same situation so we took criticism we positive criticism we, we didn't harp on each other and put each other down and we're all just positive people which i i think allowed us to show our actual personalities and not take the game too harsh and kind of just play lightly. And at first it was just for fun. Like I said, we weren't competitive on the scene and eventually we took over during post draft. And then at that point we were in too deep. So we couldn't stop then. No, gotcha. Yeah. I definitely remember the who's your five. Um, yeah. That was Anthony Morocco. Uh, he had got in intertwined with the community and uh, came up with that idea and it, actually did really well. And I think it ran it a few more times after that. Um, yeah. Like I said, the thing that I always liked about self-talk was like, y'all always stay composed. I watched many times, like y'all would be down and fight and come back and win. Uh, and, and just arguably will go down as one of the best uh, pro-am teams uh, 
ever. Um, everybody made it to the league. Um, so I think that speaks uh, to how talented the team was. Now, going uh, into the league, uh, you get drafted, you go to, go to Mavs, you actually play for uh, my best friend, LT. Just talk about your experience while you was in Dallas. I'll say this. I was in this, the league for three seasons. My first season in the league was probably the best year of my life and by far my favorite season in the league, even with winning a tournament last year in Charlotte. Season one in Dallas still takes the cake. I think, well, I, I know the main reason for that was the traveling, the availability before COVID. COVID made everything tough, obviously, with, with playing. Obviously, last year we had a couple in-person things, but season one, traveling twice a week, even more sometimes. It was exciting for me, a person who never really traveled that much growing up. I was just coming out of leaving my first semester of college. It kind of opened up a world that I didn't really know existed. And like I said, I'm a person that is open to change. So like I said, this was something completely new to me. I moved across the country. I was still 18 at the time, one of the youngest people eligible for the league. So it was I guess me understanding that the world was way bigger than the bubble I was kind of putting myself in growing up because I was shy, introverted, um, like I was when I came to the league. Obviously, now I'm a lot more different. I'm way more open, social, extroverted. But the, the league just opened a lot more doors that I didn't really know because I was in my bubble in my basement growing up. So that's why. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, I liked when um, I had contacted you uh, to come on and you was like, yeah, OG, the pod, the pod needs me. Like, so I, I, I kind of felt that energy uh, through the text. Um, now, of course, um, you went through a situation where you were traded uh, to another franchise in the 2K League, uh, Hornets Venom GT. Just um, talk about that experience and what it was like going from Dallas uh, to Charlotte. So it's, I guess it's ironic. I said I am open to change, and I am. But at that point where I was in Dallas for two full seasons, coming off of a second season where we were stuck in our apartment the whole season, um, we were one of the only teams that didn't get to play the team at all. I was kind of I kind of established myself there, and I established Dallas as a place as my home. So getting traded was uncomfortable at first, and I didn't know about the trade in, in you know, to say the least, I didn't expect to be traded. I told I wasn't being traded. So it was a blindsided, which that didn't help, obviously. If I knew I was on the block or it was, a, you know, an expected trade rumor coming, I would have been more open to it because I would have had to have been. But not knowing much and then getting dealt. Um, I think the only thing that kept me open and somewhat happy to it and agreeing to it was the fact that I, you know, I was with Sherm. So I at least had someone that I was comfortable with. And I, I mean, I knew the guys over in Charlotte. Gio had the chance of coming back. Alex was there. Um, I knew West from from Napax, but having a teammate to go with definitely made me more comfortable. You know, transitioning into that trade. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, you you did manage to have some success when you was in Charlotte. You actually won a banner and things like that. But ultimately, you know, things led to you retiring and and <laughs> one would think like, you know, you literally had nothing but success while you were in the league, you know, averaging double doubles, having phenomenal games, leading franchises to first everything 
uh, on both sides of the spectrum. And then boom, you up and retire. It's like um, everybody was wondering what, like what was going on? Like what ultimately uh, led to you retire? Um, I also, you missed this part. I also got robbed of rookie of the year. I should have won that award back in season two um, over Reed VP, but the real no. But the reality is I just lost my passion for 2K. That's all it comes down to. Like I said, me being in my basement, a little bubble growing up, that's all I knew. Coming into the league opened new doors for me. I met some really cool people, new relationships, um, new friends, opened new hobbies for me. Like fitness was a thing I never I knew existed, but never knew I had it in me until I got into the league. And that became one of my favorite pastimes, along with being outside in general. I wasn't an outside kid growing up. I'd play outside with my friends, but I wasn't comfortable to be in social environments. So, like I said, the league opening those doors for me made it to a point where I wasn't comfortable sitting down in a gaming chair for six to 10 hours a day and putting in that effort. I basically knew that I wasn't going to be able to be happy doing it. So it was time for a change. And that's, that's a tough thing to walk away from. Um, the money for, for me being 21 at the time when I left, that's a base salary is, is really good. Any money is good at that age. And I, obviously with the addition of, you know, the tournament earnings and a banner, we, I made good money. I mean, great money for my age. So it was a tough decision to walk away from, but I do not regret it. I, it was necessary for my, me being happy, which I always put first. Okay. Now, just to rewind it a little bit, and, and just in case if I missed it, like, okay, now you're in uh, back in school. What what are, what actually are you majoring in, and what are you looking uh, to do once you graduate? So this is this plays a little part into why I left. Going back into school, I was a business administration major, but three days in three days before the semester, I think it was the last week in January, I switched to a communications major because I want to go into public speaking and ultimately, which I've mentioned on some platforms, I do want to be a motivational speaker. So that was the main reason for me switching to a communications major because I love speaking. I think I am very good at it. Um, I've done content on some platforms before as we've seen, but a lot of my classes this semester were actually classes where I gave speeches to classes of 25 plus students, 10 minute speeches, no, no rehearsing, no scripts. And that's a really challenging thing, but it's stuff that's going to prepare me for my ultimate goal, which I, I think I can do. So. Okay. No, that's, no, that's great. Uh, and that actually is leading into the next thing. Uh, what I want to talk about before we uh, hop back into just a little bit of 2k um, the Malin mindset um, is something that you, uh, I, th- I mean, you know, I'm all about creativity. And uh, people branding themselves, especially uh, when it's uh, symbolic and, and represents who that person is. But, you know, talk about what is the Malin mindset and, and how did you come up with it? I would say I came up with the idea to brand myself and make something out of the words I give out because throughout my first couple of years in the league and I guess last couple of years of my teens, I was giving a lot of advice to people and people say I give really good advice, mainly because I focus and focus it and give it based on the experiences and situations I've been through, not giving it based off something I blindly heard about. So I guess putting my shoes 
in or myself in their shoes and basing it on my actual experiences, I've been able to give real advice and advice that is actually meaningful to that situation or to their personal situations. So with all the positive feedback I was given from the advice I gave, I knew I had a talent for helping people with my words. And that eventually led to the Mountain Mindset, which is eventually, which was started as a brand for me creating content on, you know, any platform, Twitter, Instagram. And it was mainly to give people advice and feedback on what I personally think would be the best way I could put myself in their situation and help them. Not necessarily what they want to hear, but the feedback that I think it best fits for their personal situation. So for example, if I've had numerous people ask me for advice on something I haven't been through, like a loss of a parent or other stuff that I just haven't been able to relate to. And not, not to be mean, but I, I tell them I, I really can't give them advice on a situation like that because I don't know what it feels like. I, I can only imagine. Um, and I don't feel comfortable giving advice if it's something that I haven't been through specifically. And that's not being mean, mean. I think I'm just not getting the best advice that they can be given because I'm a person that hasn't been through that. But it's really just me giving advice and opening myself up to people because I know how strong my words can be from what I've been told. No, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I mean, definitely in a world nowadays where sometimes positivity uh, can extremely be overlooked, it's still a necessary. Um, so I, I think uh, it's a great concept. And uh, and you're actually standing on who you are. Like, it's one thing, like, um, to to build a brand or that's like being an alter ego, so to speak. But this that, that's exactly who you are on a day-to-day. Um, I was thankful the one time I think uh, in Dallas um, we had an opportunity to, uh, to work out together uh, during the playoffs um, mm-hmm. and different moments like that. I'll never forget. And that's actually when we talked about uh, the potential of um, the of first of you coming on the podcast. So I'm glad to ha- create those type of moments. Um, and now it actually happened to come true. You know, you mentioned before uh, we started recording, you, uh, you're not really being uh, too much of a, I guess, a, a, I, I don't want to say fan. I guess I'd say 2K League observer, now, you know, now that you no longer play. But, you know, have you watched any season five? And, you know, what, what do you think about it, if you have? I have watched some season five. One thing I'll say, and it's not to be mean to the league, because they've given me a platform. They've given me money they've helped me create relationships experiences i've done things i would have never been able to do uh, do without the help of them but i very much hate the new format of the league the constant i don't like 3v3 in general even though that's what i came from but the whole league all the players came from 5v5 um pro and that's how we got here i'd like it more i think if it was split up maybe first half 3v3 uh, second half 5v5 I hate the switching wh- whether it's bi-weekly or one tournament 3v3 one 5v5 I don't like the switching it makes it confusing for me I like I understand it I know it's popular for the park community and I, I know they're bringing in amateur players and actually flying them out from tournaments and I, I think that's a really cool concept but for the people that established the league as a 5v5 environment like I said I don't talk to a lot of players in the league anymore but the ones I do I know they don't 
they aren't a fan to say the least. Yeah, it's it's um it's tough. Um, I I think of course you know being a professional part, the biggest part of it is dealing with adversity and change and and things of that nature. But it's definitely um woken up uh, a different uh, side of me. I mean, when it comes to scheduling and practicing, and you know how much to put the gas on three v three, when to take it off, how much to still maintain in five v five. Because you and I know, um, even just from a regular pro-am standpoint, if you don't play competitively for a month, you can, you got some dust to kind of wipe off uh, when mm-hmm. you actually load up again to play it. So, um, you know, just reaction, timing, different things like that. But because obviously park is different movement, different mode, different timing, things of that nature. So it, cha- it changes up things a lot. One more thing I also didn't know which I tweeted about a couple weeks ago. And I got, a, I think it's the most likes I got on a tweet since I retired. Cause you know how that goes. But I think I got like 10 likes and I was like, wow, double digits. But I tweeted how I see, I, I understand it. I think it's because of the, the, the location of teams and standings. I see the t- same teams playing each other every week or every other week. I see the, the T-Wolves about bucks about six times a night. I see it, you know, in my, I see, I'm starting to see it in my dreams sometimes. That's how much I'm seeing it. I've seen the, uh, I see Hawks and Magic. I see Warrior. I mean, I, I understand the West Coast teams. They like to stay out there, but aren't ha- I know half the teams are in Indianapolis now. So I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works, but yeah, I start seeing the two of some bucks in my sleep and how much these teams actually play each other. And I know that's not for me. For a viewer now, it's not fun to watch everyone playing the same people. I like to see everyone playing every single team but that's not really how it is anymore yeah i get what you're saying i mean and i think um at least like this year the changes with the turn you know it normally used to be uh archetype bands and different things of that nature but this year they switched it up where east plays west you know to give it a a schedule change and kind of doing the same thing uh with the switch uh, for the three v three aspect of the turn, so um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's an adjustment, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a it's a competitive mode now, and it's played for a lot of money. So, I mean, I think people are going. I think the word that I want to use is like adjust. I mean, I, I I don't think you always have to be a fan of something, but you definitely have to be adaptable and adjust uh, in in order to maintain. Uh, any type of level of competitiveness to to hopefully win. I mean, because at the end of the day, like, you know, players play for the love of the game, but at the end of the day, they're there to win money. So uh, 3v3 is doing that. So we just have to keep uh, keep chipping away at it. Um, you know, do you, ha- do you have any regrets about walking away from the game so early? No. My parents ask me, like, every month, like, do you wish you stayed in or do you want to go back? But no, I miss, like, I'm not going to lie. I miss some of the perks of the league, living for free, uh, <laughs> traveling. <laughs> but I, I, anyone would love that. And obviously a nice base salary plus addition, additional in- incentives. But like I said, if, if I wasn't going to be able to put everything into it and, and I lost my passion for it, and it, the main reason I left was because I wasn't happy. So that's that, that's what I put before everything, the money, the perks. So 
I took a risk leaving, not knowing what to expect, but the way it's turned out, no, I do not have any regrets because I have been very happy. Hey, man, hey, that's that's all that matters. That's right. I'm, and I'm I'm happy to hear that because uh, that that's what matters at the end of the day. And this is something that I, I think a lot of people don't realize just um, how much you can take off your, your life. I mean, playing, like you said, for eight, 10 hours a day sometimes. I mean, even if it's six to eight hours a day and then every possession matters. Like it's all yeah. – it's high intense uh, 2K uh, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody's trying to compete for this ultimate prize pool. So it, it it's very stressful and it's something that a lot of people don't think about. I mean, whether, no matter how old you are, I mean, it's uh, just a highly stressed atmosphere for everybody that's involved. Um, I was telling my parents the other day that this is the first summer I've been home since high school, which to put into perspective, I graduated high school in 2018. so four years and obviously that's not something super crazy but for me being a college student quote unquote my friends are only home during the summer because they're all at school so I was missing the only time I'd be able to see them which would be the months from June to August because they'd be back in school from September to to May so being home during this time for once it feels refreshing so I I'm very grateful for that Good, 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 good. Um, at, at this point of the show, um, it's OG wants to know, uh, rapid fire questions, uh, answer open and honestly as possible. <laughs> Biggest influence. Always honest. Myself. Say that, say that again. Biggest influence. Myself. Me. Okay. What motivates you? I'm motivated by the potential I know I have. So if I don't put forth my dedication towards that, I know I'd be putting myself at a disadvantage by not trying. Okay. Um, what's the best part about being retired? The availability and time. Okay. Best advice you ever received? Best advice I ever received. The, to not care about the opinions of others. Once I stop caring about everyone's opinion, I, I'm way happier and life's much better. Most memorable 2K League moment? <laughs> most memorable. So, most memorable winning the turn. Um, but just like a classic, like late night food spots in New York City, season two when we'd, we'd come off of games, come back from the little black SUV buses, the Mercedes trucks to the Sheraton. And that was classic. Okay. Um, favorite place in, favorite place, Dallas or Charlotte? I tell people I could actually see myself living in Charlotte post-college. It's very modern and up and coming. So I love the city of Charlotte. Not to say Dallas is bad, but old <laughs> favorite teammate you ever played with i gotta say it's gonna get me in trouble but to be honest it's probably justin and har simran or sherman Duggs, as you guys probably know them justin i've been with my whole career from literally the day i was drafted to we both retired around the same time and then Duggs, i had a 
history with previously and we were roommates in charlotte so we did everything together okay um favorite 2k all time 17 all right favorite 2k league coach you played for <laughs> so this is i don't, I think it's a, a freezing cold take but future coach of the year land sessions okay because he was the assistant coach in dallas gotcha why uh would you ever come back to the 2k league <laughs> i would have a better chance coming back as personnel um as opposed to a player which i get my parents say i could do a good job and i bet i would so i mean if, if brooklyn needs an assistant head coach you know in the future i'm down the street so we'll see <laughs> what's going on with that appreciate that pete um what what's next for for pete man I'd say finish my next three semesters at school. And then once I graduate, go into what I want to, which is public speaking, motivational speaking. But in the meantime, I do plan to continue content on, I don't think it'll be Instagram, but I think starting on TikTok, because I think that platform is better for growth. And I've seen numerous people in the league on it, coaches, I mean, every, everyone. So I know that's something I could do before I even graduate school. So me not having started already, you know, just an excuse. So that's something I get on ASAP. And then after school, have my communications degree. And if I'm not world famous motivational speaker by then, go into public speaking or just continue that dream. And maybe become a personal trainer in the meantime, because I've been planning to get my, my uh, degree for that. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um... No, definitely. Um, maybe I can have you uh down here one time, uh, take a tour in SGC and hang out with us. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, the other thing I was gonna say is, um, besides TikTok, um, you know, utilize those Instagram reels. Uh, that they yeah. they come in handy, and that's up and coming, uh, especially for short content, different things of that nature. So, um. Definitely, I, I advise anybody. I'm actually in a content creator program on Facebook Reels and Instagram Reels. So definitely, um, I encourage that heavily. Um, Pete, I want to thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, definitely appreciate it. I wish you nothing uh, but the best in your future endeavors. I mean, um, I'm definitely going to have to go back and find that tweet and make sure I, I plug it. Uh, into the podcast because I know, never know you you never was a heavy tweeter uh anyway yeah. so um any last words before you get out of here no just thank you for having me come on I'll definitely I mean I'm available all summer um even if it's me coming to a league event but definitely coming down to Brooklyn and and seeing what's up with facility seeing seeing, seeing a lot of the guys but maybe I'll be back very unlikely as a player very unlikely as a personnel, but there's a higher probability of that. But I succeed great success in my future. So I want you guys to stay along for the journey. Appreciate that, Pete. Like I said, thanks for coming on. And I want to thank everyone who tuned into this episode, whether uh, you're listening on all major streaming platforms or you watching here on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and um Give us a, a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Like, share it on YouTube. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, also, make sure you follow the OG Two Cents Podcast on social media. 
at the OG Two Cents Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can follow myself, OG King Kurt, on social media at OG King Kurt. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram also. Um, make sure you stop by www.ogkingkurt.com for everything uh, with myself and the podcast. Um, definitely, uh, you can. it's a one-stop shop. You can find out everything that's going on with myself and the podcast. Uh, Drink Control, a proud ambassador for Drink Control. Uh, Drink Control contains all you could ask for from a powdered meal replacement shake. Not only the stuff that you've heard of like proteins, healthy carbohydrates, fiber, and healthy fats, but even the things you might not normally pay attention to. Over five grams of naturally occurring BCAAs, 22 plus vitamins and minerals, uh, prebiotic uh, fiber to promote healthy gut bacteria, MCTs to support appetite control and satiation. Uh, and finally, digestive enzymes to support healthy digestion. But the most important thing, it tastes just like the bottom of the cereal bowl. So go to drinkcontrol.com and use the code OGKINGKURT for discounts on their products. Now, do they not only have meal replacement shakes, but they have the meal-to-go bars, too, that comes in chocolate chip cookie dough and magic charms. Shout out to my team, Strider Visuals, uh, Box Graphics, Matrix, and also Christian Charisma. And wouldn't be, this show wouldn't be what it is without you guys. So definitely uh, appreciate you. Uh, make sure to catch me on Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's with host Larry Ridley. The crew, Coach K, Derwin Roel, Andrew Richmond, a.k.a. Bordy McBoard, Brandon Bell, Jay Alfred, and Antonio Williams. Uh, like I said, that's Esports Extra every Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BNC Go. Truth. Make sure you check it out. Uh, also, follow Esports Extra on Twitter uh, and Compete Forever on Instagram. Go to skulls.com. That's skulls spelled S K U L L Z uh, slash OG King Kurt uh, for all your OG King Kurt merchandise and podcast uh, merch as well. Uh, make sure you stop by there. That's www.skulls.com slash OG King Kurt. And make sure you use the code OG15% uh, for discounts. So make sure you check that out today. Um, and make sure you tune in to next week's episode. And remember, if it makes sense, it's an OG two cents. OG out. Put this work in, fellas. And much, much, much love to the entire 2K community for always showing me love. Without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah.